Well, to all you completists, congratulations. You've made it to the end of the definitions. Or perhaps you're listening to this in 2025 because you just really need to know the meaning of one word that starts with the letter W. Hey, what's it like in the future? Who's the president? Is it Dwayne Johnson, Beyonce, Kevin Hart? Anyway, here in the present, it's time to finish the alphabet glossary. That's right, gang. U, V, W, X, Y, and Z right now. What's happening, everybody? How you doing, my How to Buy homies? I am the Unicorn Wrangler, David Sedona, your diehard advocate for you, the first-time homebuyer, and of course, the de facto leader of the revolution to change the real estate industry by giving you the power back. That's right, power to the people, so you can have the first-time homebuying experience that you deserve. We're going to crush your confusion and find the best way for you to beat this rigged system. Now, on to the definitions. It's the very end. You made it. U, V, W, X, Y, and Z, starting with U. Your first U is upfront costs. All right, you know when you watch the cop shows and they're looking to do a sting and they've got a John who's going to an undercover cop that's being a lady of the night and they tell everyone, hey, remember, nobody goes in until he hands her the money. That is an example of an upfront cost, except nobody got screwed. And when you're buying a house, screwing can happen to you in multiple different ways. But then again... You have listened to every episode of the A to Z terms and definitions, so you're probably going to avoid most of the screwing. Upfront costs are the fees that a buyer pays once you open that contract and before you close on the home. Now, these are the fees that you do not get back if you bail on the deal. You still have your protection period. It's the option, the condition, the due diligence, the contingency period. And that's the time that you can pull out of the deal to get back your earnest money deposit. But you're still going to have to put out these upfront costs to take a closer look and determine if you're in or you're out on that property. Most of the time, these are going to be your two main costs, your inspection and the appraisal. You pay for these upfront and when you're in the transaction and you don't get the money back. It's no free looks. You got to pay to look under the hood. Okay, our next U is underwriting. Now, this is one that you may have heard of before, but let me break this down for you, all right? I want to be really clear on this. You get a loan approval to buy a house. Ready to be confused? That loan approval is not the full approval. You got that? Did you hear that, folks? Yep, I said that. Now, if you've been paying attention, you've probably heard me say over and over again that when you start your process, you're going to go out and find a unicorn realtor, then you're going to get recommendations to great unicorn lenders, and then you and your team are going to put a full plan together. You're going to fix your finances, get your credit, get your debt all set, and then you want to make sure that you look perfect for a bank. And then you get the full loan approval. That's what I tell you to do, right? get approved for a loan, and then you can go out and shop for homes. Now, this is still correct, but once you're in contract, then the loan goes to totally different people. That's where the underwriters have to underwrite your home, and that happens after the offer is accepted, and they have to approve your loan all over again. It goes through what they call underwriting by an underwriter. Now, that is not your mortgage pro. See isn't real estate fun. (laughs) Hang with me, gang. This is why you listen. So let me explain. 
No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Gotta watch The Princess Bride. All right, so if you're not walking around with $400,000 cash in your pocket, then you have to get a loan. And when you get a loan and you're getting ready to go out and shop, you're going to get a full loan approval. But once you get under contract, then the loan goes to underwriting and gets underwritten. That is the process where the bank that you're sending your request up the ladder of underwriting, well, that's where all the bean counters there dot all the I's and cross all the T's and they verify and re-verify everything before they cut the check and give all the money to that seller. I know, totally confusing. Got to be another one of those times when you feel like you just can't get any strain answers in the whole first buying home process. Does it stress you out? You don't like that? You break it into hives just trying to figure out how to put this into your little security blanket that you call a spreadsheet? Well, truth bomb time. Too bad. Suck it up. Deal with it. When you buy a home, you get estimates, approximations, and conditional approvals with contingencies attached on everything. Hell, even if you have all cash to offer, you still have to deal with estimates and approximations because the seller is going to have all their conditions, approvals, contingencies, negotiations. That's just the process, gang. This is the way it is. I didn't create it. I just know how to help you navigate it. So here's the process. A mortgage broker is going to run all your numbers. They're going to find the best programs and loan rate for you. Then they're going to give you an approval, but that doesn't mean that they have the money just sitting there in a drawer right in their desk now that you agree to the loan. And then when you find a house, they pull it out and just give it to you. No, when you find a home, the loan gets sent to a bank or an investor, and they're not even going to look at the loan approval the lender has for you until you have a signed contract. When you've got it, it goes off to underwriting. They review the file, and the reason they need to wait is because they need to get the exact home. And that's where they're going to verify everything about the home and then verify everything about you, which means there is a strong possibility that you are going to be resending. I said resending every document you already sent in. That underwriter is going to take a look at every penny you've ever earned or spent. And there are several different underwriters and it might happen several different times and they could ask and re-ask. That's the way it works. You don't like it? Cool, go out and rob a bank and pay cash. So what the underwriter does is they review and they re-review your credit, your documents, your finances, your ability to pay the mortgage, and they're also gonna review other factors related to the home, like they're gonna do a title search and the appraisal, and the multiple underwriters will then decide to approve or deny the loan. Yeah, you wrote the offer on this property because you had what you thought was a full loan approval but the underwriters have to approve your approval. Fun, huh? All right, so here's the way that you work this. Gather all the paperwork with the mortgage broker before you ever go look at any homes. Once you get that approval from them, keep all that stuff in an electronic file that you can get to. Hopefully, probably one that you can add to as well, because you're gonna be asking the underwriters for things that you've already sent, as well as some new things. So keep an editable PDF right there, just put it on your desktop and get ready throughout the entire process. They're gonna to ask to see current and new pay stubs as well as bank statements. And don't be surprised if you're just days from getting your keys and some underwriter asks you for something. As you get to the end, these are what we call the final conditions. It could be a pay stub you just got yesterday or a verification of deposit that you made just that morning. Every last detail to the very, very end. So the underwriters do an approval on your approval 
so that they can give you the money because your lender doesn't have the money in their desk drawer. Now, on a side note, there is an underwriting procedure called the verification of employment. So I need you to be ready for this. If at the office holiday party, you happen to piss off Sally in HR, go and make nice with them today, immediately. So after you've done all the stressful negotiations, removed all your contingencies, and you're right at the very end, just days away from getting your keys, the underwriter needs to confirm that you haven't been fired before they wire the money to actually close the deal. So make nice with Sally or Fred or whoever else you pissed off in HR, because if they take too long to return that verification, I'm talking 24, 48 hours if they don't return and make sure that they let the underwriter know that you still have a job, I've actually seen this screw up the closings of deals. Yes, sometimes the underwriters will wait to the last minute for that verification. And if the HR person sees your name on an email and takes too long to call back, they're not gonna wire the money and you might not close on that home. So be nice, be ready. And in fact, I recommend you give them a heads up. In fact, as you get started, talk to your lender moving forward. Find out exactly what the underwriter needs and give your lender permission to text you day or night because anytime the underwriter asks for anything, your response should be to jump as fast as you can and get it back to the lender. Okay, moving on to our next U. This is the Universal Residential Loan Application. What the hell is that? Okay, remember when you filled out an application to get an apartment? This is the adulting version. So just understand there's gonna be a standard version when you're applying for your mortgage. It's called the Universal Residential Loan Application. That's where you're gonna be giving them all the information on your income, your assets, your liabilities, the description of the property you wanna buy, blah, blah, blah. Another term that's a U-turn that you might need to know is an unsecured loan. This is good for you to know now because it's also something that is a term you hear when it comes to your credit cards. You can get a secure credit card where you give them a deposit or you have an unsecured credit card. What that means is loans that are not backed up by collateral. Another U that a lot of people ask me about, especially people living in rural areas, are USDA loans. Now, these are zero down payment loans. People ask about zero down payment loans all the time, and the two main ones are USDA and VA, and they're a great way to get you into that American dream if that property qualifies for that type of loan. I personally live in Southern California by the beach and in the suburbs. No idea, never done one of these loans before, but I've had plenty of unicorns that have helped people way out in the cornfields or wherever you rural people live. I love you. It's all about diversity and inclusion, and they're going to guide you through and give you all the information that you need on a USDA loan. I know, I screw up every time I try to say that because all I can think of is beef, USDA beef, right? They also have another fun acronym called an RDA loan program. And what that means is that the USDA actually subsidizes the interest on the loan if the applicant fits in the right income verification or income qualification, I should say. It's for rural areas. It's like a farmer subsidy. Once again, not my jam. So talk to your local rural area unicorn. My next you, you're never going to believe what I'm going to say. Unicorn. Yes, I'm going to throw it in here real fast. If you're listening to this podcast, you've never heard me explain what a unicorn is. Unicorn realtor and lender. What that is, is it is the rare and mythical, sometimes difficult to find local professional in your area that has real experience yet is willing to give their time, energy, and effort and compassion 
to you, a first-time homebuyer, which, believe it or not, doesn't happen that often in this business. It's a beautiful combination. They offer the expertise and the empathy. They're going to save you money. They're going to help you get the best deal, not just in the negotiating and shopping and putting in the offer for the home, but in connecting you early with a unicorn mortgage pro so that you can create the best options for you. Planning equals options and options equal the best outcome for you and your family. Moving on to the end of the alphabet, we go to the letter V. My favorite V word in real estate is the VA guaranteed loan. Now, VA loans used to be called by that all the time, VA guaranteed loans. And I think it's a pretty important adjective that everybody just seemed to have dropped when they're talking about VA loans. They're VA guaranteed loans. Buying a home can be so freaking daunting and overwhelming. It'd be really nice if they kept that word in there as it was intended to help give a little comfort to you guys out there trying to figure all this out. Well, I should say for you guys who are either in the military or were in the military, these are incredible. I mean, awesome, awesome loans. And not only are they just fantastic loans on their own, but because the underwriters know that the government guarantees this, it's guaranteed by the Department of Veteran Affairs, they're super stoked about it because they know they've got some coverage to protect against the borrower defaulting on the loan. So sorry to all you civilians, these are only available to the military, active and retired, and occasionally some spouses are eligible. It's a low to no down payment and you can get really competitive rates and fees. And <laughs> the big one, no PMI. I love the fact that we're really doing something great for all our vets out there. And like I said, the VA guarantees the loan, low risk to the lender. They're generally only available for you for your primary residence, but occasionally you can use them if you're going to live in one of the multiple units, as long as it's below four units. But that could be different in your area, and sometimes not everything is qualifies for a VA loan. But if you find out that the property you want does qualify, they're incredible. Zero down, no PMI. Lenders love them because of the government guarantee. They're probably the best loan that you could ever get. So thank goodness we did that for our vets. And if you qualify and you're listening to this right now, lean in close. Let me set you up for life. Right now, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to all our vets. Look, you made the ultimate sacrifice, and I know you're getting paid jack squat for your service. But with the right guidance, you can be set up for life by owning property in the places that you're stationed. You're going to be able to get in for zero down. And most of the time, you can pay all or part of the mortgage if you've got some kind of housing stipend, or maybe even with what's left over in your paycheck. This is a no-brainer especially if you're listening to this in 2022, 23, because we're going into a correcting market where the buyers have the power. Again, you can make yourself set for life. Don't spend your money just living in the barracks. If you got enough money coming in, there's a ton of things that you can do to figure out how to use a VA loan because they're finally giving you something back. There's a lot of details about it, and I know that there are some government funding programs out there. And to be honest, if you go to them first, you're going to think this is way too hard. And that's probably because they're run with all the efficiency of the VA hospital, right? It sucks. And that's not right either. But lucky for you, there are tons of qualified people all over the country that exclusively cater to military buyers, mostly because many of them actually serve themselves. And I actually interviewed one of these guys in episode 32. 
When I go to conferences and I meet realtors all over the country, I find all kinds of unicorns, both realtor and lenders, that have dedicated a large part of their business to you. Are they getting rich on it? Not really. This is a passion project for them, and they love it. They're VA specialists by every base in the country. Reach out to me if you want a connection. You're not going to regret it. Jump on this when you can. Set yourself up for life with real estate. I'm telling you, this is for you. And there are pros out there that are ready and excited. Don't think you're too small potatoes for this. There are people that want to help you just as much as I get excited to tell you all about this. You're going to get millionaire style service because they earnestly believe that you deserve it. And damn it, they are right. Our next V, I'm not nearly as passionate about, but I still need to tell you about it. It's called a variable interest rate. This is something we've discussed in other episodes before, but it's a V and this time they started the word with V. So variable interest rate, it comes when you get an arm or an adjustable rate mortgage. What a variable rate means is it's different than a fixed rate because a variable rate is going to adjust periodically, not fixed not 30 years, and you better understand every single bit of a variable rate if you're going to jump into it. Talk to your unicorn lender. Don't get into it unless you know exactly what you're talking about. Now, don't be scared just because I said that. For some people, especially with interest rates where they are today at 7%, this could be very useful to you if you know what you're doing. Okay, let me go through the letters. T-U-V-W. Okay, W, our first one is walkthrough. This is a common clause in a sales contract that happens at the end of your transaction, allows the buyer to go in and examine the property before being purchased. It's a specified time, usually a few days before closing, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to be able to walk through the property and make sure everything looks the same, or if you're out of town, your realtor can FaceTime. I've done that quite a bit, actually. Walk around, show them everything's okay. No one took a sledgehammer to the walls. Great. And then you say, awesome. Let's go. It's also the time where if they did any repairs and they actually did them instead of you getting a credit, that's where they're going to check to make sure the repairs were done correctly if you haven't done so already. And then we go to our next W, that's warranties. All I could say about warranties is when they tell you that appliances or things in the home come with warranties, don't count on any of them transferring from owner to owner unless you get that confirmed from the company, not from the realtor, not from the seller, but from the company. And this includes the big stuff like solar. Okay, that's the end of the W's. So now we go to XYZ and there's nothing. So that, my friends, as my dad would say, is all she wrote. You did it. You made it through the entire alphabet of terms that you should be familiar with when you're planning to buy your first home. Now, is it possible that I didn't hit every single word associated with real estate? Yes, of course it is. But if you follow along and you went all the way A to Z with me, you are going to be light years ahead of most other first-time home buyers. And the cool thing is, it's here for you to access anytime for free. I got to tell you, gathering these and breaking them down for you, it's been lots of fun. It's also been a lot to work, too. So if you want to keep getting more free content like this, then I'm going to graciously ask you two things. Number one, tell me what else you want explained. I could go on forever and talk about tons of different first-time homebuyer topics, but what do you want to know? Go to howtobuyahome.com, go to Ask David or ask a question and ask me your question. I don't know what you want to hear about unless you tell me. And then number two, my second 
humble request is please, if you can, share the podcast to your friends and family. I do give all this information out for free. No paywall, no nothing. Just come on into the podcast because this revolution really means a lot to me. Big passion project. And like all revolutionaries, I'm fighting against the man. This is not a typical way for a person to make a living. So the more people to hear about this, well, that means the more people that I can help. And that's going to help keep things going here. There are a ton of people that reach out to me who have listened to this stuff for free, do stuff on their own and close on the home. And I love that. I really love hearing that. It gets me very excited. Truly. I get emails all the time from listeners that are just getting ready to close on their home and they just want to thank me for the podcast guidance. And that is very, very exciting to me. That is the goal of revolution. And if you can share this with others and if more and more people join the revolution and listen to the podcast, I know that some of it's going to find itself over to me and my business will grow a little bit with the trickle down. But for now, I would love everybody, no matter where they are, to start their plan. And I'm telling you how to do it for free so that eventually you're going to be able to wake up, look in the mirror and go, dang, you can do this.